offering information for your mind, enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Hello, welcome to Sabbath School U. Today we're talking about last day events, and I have some guests with me. I have Tanya here, Hi. I have Rich, hello, and I have Gina. Hey. And Gina's going to go ahead and pray for us, and then Rich is going to read our first Bible verse. Okay, I'll pray in Spanish. Um, querido Padre Celestial que estás en los cielos, gracias por darnos la oportunidad de venir hoy a estudiar tu palabra. Um, gracias por todo lo que tú nos das y estás lecciones para poder estudiar y conocerte a ti un poco más. Cuídanos hoy y esté con la discusión que vamos a tener. En nombre de Jesús, amén. Amén. Thank you, Gina. And Rich, if you could read uh, the verse, Matthew 23, 12 for us. No problem. I really want to go in on that. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive in. Matthew 23, verse 12. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Okay. So, I think we all understand the concept there. Mm -hmm. um, what does that have to do with last day events? Did anybody else open <laughs> this lesson and was immediately confused? Because I was like, mm -hmm. I expected it to be, um, you know, and the, the moon and the stars will fall and all right. that jazz. What does one thing have to do with the other, would you say? Maybe I speak to the kind of character, two characters that might be discernible in the last days. Um, mm -hmm. those who are clearly exalting themselves and those who are <coughs> taking the road of humility. Maybe. I agree with that. Um, it has a lot to do with um, the type of character that we should be having uh, in terms of prepara preparation for those last day events. Mm -hmm. yes. Bouncing off of them too, I agree. How's your relationship with God? and? You know, are you also working on yourself, you know, with all the last day events that will be coming up? Because so. it's kind of Matthew 23 and 24 on a whole are specifically about the end of the world because the disciples ask, they want to know. And Jesus is like, all right, you know what? We're going to sit down. I'm going to debrief you. Sure. And this verse is smack in the middle of all of that. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, the, and then the, the lesson moves into um, the second, the second day, the title of it, the subtitle is Blind Guides. Right. Hmm. I think what, one of the things, just in terms of, you mentioned the placement of this text in the two chapters, 23 and 24, it's interesting before we get to 24 and Jesus talks about kind of the external surrounding events that will characterize the times right before his coming, he really deals with the heart of the believer. Um, someone who either professes to follow him, but there's kind of incongruence between your profession and your practice, um, versus the kind of character that he's really looking for. And so for me, as I think of last day events, which is a term that I was kind of afraid of growing up, uh, I've come to learn it's, it also embraces the idea of the person that you are and not just, like you said, the sun, the moon, the stars falling. Those things can happen, but if my heart isn't where it needs to be, then you know, I won't be prepared. So the events themselves are secondary to the condition of our hearts when the world ends. Mm -hmm. Speaking of childhood, <laughs> what, can you, what memories do you have of learning about the end of the world? Okay, mm -hmm. Was so, that the message that you got? <laughs> okay. So for me, every time that I thought of last day events, I would kind of tie that in with persecution. Mm. Um, and so for me, for me it was 
it was my, it was like my main point. I would have this backpack ready and like I would pack uh, it with all the stuff that I would need to have for when the persecution came and like I was always prepared. I was like, okay, well, we're going to have to run. Like we're going to have to just get up and go, you know, move to the mountains and this, this, this sur total survival mode. Huh. Um, so that was my thought, you know, I, I'm going to have my Bible. I'm going to have my, you know, all the things that I, some water, make sure that I'm ready to go. Right. <laughs> I was like literal, like hardcore. This is a persecution. Let's get to it. That's true. That's the same thing growing <laughs> up. Even my younger sister to this day is like, you better pre be prepared and make sure we have the food and know where, which hills to run to <laughs> and the mountains. And so, yeah, as a child growing up, I would agree. I always, that's the only thing I always thought of, like persecution. And why is it? It would scare me as a child. Why is it funny now? Why is it funny now? Funny as, a, as in terms of ch as a child for me to think back and say, Wow, for me, so I kind of didn't really see the point to that. I just mm -hmm. kind of went to how will it affect me literally in that moment. Right. Mm. So I need to be prepared and I need to do this. And I think there were times where I'd be like, well, what happens when my MP3 player dies? Where am I going to charge it? You know, stuff like that. And so for me, I think that's <laughs> funny because it's like, wow, I'm kind of missing the point. Wow. I'm not really grasping what exactly it means to be persecuted to experience those last day events. Yeah, this is one vivid memory that stands out in my mind. Uh, whoever the speaker was that day was talking about last day events, and this, this line is just etched in my memory. He was like, one day they're gonna come in while we're having church, and they're gonna <laughs> arrest us, and they're gonna chain the doors closed. And as a little kid, I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> You know, and for the next maybe three or four Sabbaths, I'm just like, is this the day where they come in and chain the doors of the church closed or whatnot? Mm. And so, as Gina said, looking back, it is kind of humorous. Um, was anybody Pathfinders growing up? Mm -hmm. Pathfinders? No? Okay, I wasn't. And, and that was another thing that kind of said, man, I'm just not going to be prepared because... For the end. <laughs> for the end. I don't know how I to tie a knot. I don't know how to start a fire. You know, yeah. I just need from scratch. From scratch. Oh, I don't know what flowers are poison ivy versus what's edible. You know, all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, it's kind of humorous again, not because the content is all of a sudden humorous or nothing worth taking seriously, but just mm -hmm. looking at yeah. those kind of, you know, early elementary perspectives on it, it, it it's, it's a little bit humorous. And, um, yeah. So then what, because I, I like your point about Matthew 23 being about the condition of the heart and then 24, the specific events. Sure. But then what can we learn from what Jesus was saying in Matthew, on a whole, in Matthew right. 23? Like, what can we take away for ourselves? Because he had a specific audience yeah. and he was saying it at a specific time. And I think he also mentioned to be careful of uh, false prophets because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we can also be caught up in that, you know, people who claim to know God and they know um, when the second coming will be. And, you know, I think things like that. Yeah are part of the last day events. I don't know if that is... You know, speaking of character that... and, and just maybe play on words here, Pathfinders is an organization in our church, as we all know, and, you know, their present work in preparation is linked to the last days, at least in theory. And the second, I think the second or first day of this lesson is called Blind Guides. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you know, you guys think you're Pathfinders? Let me tell you what. <laughs> you know, you're Blind Guides. Now, there weren't Pathfinders then, but his point is... Um, you are the ones who present yourselves as knowing it all, being it all, having it all, um, possessing it all. And what I'm saying is, if those who are going to follow you follow you, the destination isn't what you think it mm, would be. You're not going to end up where you think you're going. Not, mm. And so, you know, that for me is immediately relevant for our day and age. Mm. Um, to really, I think he's kind of calling, appealing for us not to be so um, 
maybe consumed with being right that you lose out on having the right relationship with him. Mm -hmm. You know? Because I'm, I'm just skimming through 23 now, mm -hmm. and I see a lot of, um, like, starting in verse, in verse um, actually, we can just start from the beginning, Matthew 23, verse 1. Um, he said to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat, uh, verse 2, and then verse 3, therefore, whatever they tell you, observe, but do not do according to their works. Basically, follow what they say, but not how they act. Wow. And it's like, so what, what are they saying? They're saying knowledge. Yeah. And they have knowledge and they don't apply it. So it's really interesting to me. And then the rest of 23, um, he talks about, it's a lot of woe. Woe to you, Pharisees. Woe to you, hypocrites. Um, and it says, one of the verses says, you won't enter the kingdom and you won't let anybody else in. Mm. It's like really, for me, really strong language. Um, whereas people are so so scared of, of chapter 24. Right. But for me, 23 is, is even more like that, that hurts. It, it hurts a lot because it's to me, a, a person who is strayed so far from God that they, they're following him in action, but not in the heart. Yeah. That's a lot more scary to me than natural disasters. And I think that maybe you're having that reaction because 24, yeah, all these things are listed. These are things that I have no control over. They're gonna happen and they're gonna happen. 23, that's where you are held accountable. You are going to be answering and, and, and kind of uh, I judged, I guess, yeah. But you have to answer for all of those things, all of those uh, character traits that I guess are important to be able to get you through 24. That's what you're responsible for. So for most people, maybe, you know, oh, natural disaster will kill me. Well, let's get down to it and take it a step back. Let's see what it is that he says that I need to be like in order to make it through those kinds of things because yeah at the end of the day those natural disasters won't really be able to do anything to you um i know in matthew i think 24 13 it says he who endures to the end shall be saved mm -hmm. so it's like we have that promise and we have that hope that yeah a whole bunch of stuff is going to happen but there are those who will be saved in the end sure and i like what verse 28 of chapter 23 says how you know, people will speak like they're righteous, but inside they're hypocrites. And I know that's such a huge thing that we have in our churches or any other denomination. You know, we, we act like, oh, we follow the Bible, we do everything right. But in our hearts, we just are evil, malicious, and we don't treat each other right. And, you know, all this judgment. And I think things like that, if we can, you know, get to a point where you're not, not so hypocritical. Yeah. I don't know about you. Sometimes I try to place myself in the shoes of these Pharisees. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just getting blasted. Yeah. You know, just Jesus is on a different level right now. And these are very strong metaphors. And if I'm in the crowd, these aren't, you know, sidewalk criminals. They're, they're Those are the higher, pastors, higher status you know, of society. preachers. They are, yeah. you know, they, they for, yeah, they, yeah. they cheer. They're on the PTA board. They're on yeah. the institution board of directors. Mm -hmm. You know, they sit on the stage during alumni weekends, all that kind of stuff. And Jesus just is going to town. And you begin to wonder, Mrs. White describing this, actually suggests in the book Steps to Christ that, you know, he was saying this through trembling lips. Like when I read it, I think he's just like, rah, rah, rah. But it's like it was a different kind of seriousness, the kind of seriousness that your parents might, you know, depict when they're really disappointed. Mm -hmm. Like tears are coming down their eyes. Mm -hmm. Still heavy language to say with tearful mm -hmm. tones. But um, 
I don't know, when I'm looking at it like that, I'm saying, okay, if Jesus spoke to me like this, confronting mm -hmm. stuff in my life, mm -hmm. what would my response be? Right. Would I be like, yo, dude, you should have sent an email? Or right. would I right. be like, man, this is love, that you'd be willing to put me on front street, call me out, for the right. sake of 24. Right. He's like, listen, 24 is going to happen, like you said, whether you like it or not. But I need you to get 23 clear in your mind. If 23 is good, you'll get through 24. You'll get through 24. And you're going to get through to the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Right. When is the end? When is Jesus coming? When, <laughs> when, 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 when? That's when we get to the point where when? it's like, <laughs> you just have to be ready, um, which is scary. <laughs> Tuesday the 29th, carry the one. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Why do we try to know? Security, comfort. Or maybe you want to continue to do what you're doing yeah. and feel like, okay, if I know mm. what it is, maybe I can still do a few things of the world and, yeah. you know, and then well, maybe when I'm ready, you know, then I can, you know. But I think it's good that we don't know. It's interesting when the because if you, apply, uh, if you apply it to, to school, like when you're going to take a test, mm -hmm. you know when the de t test date is. So, you can so you'll go in your calendar and you'll be like, all right, well, it's this day. Yeah. So that's like at least three more weeks. Mm -hmm. And then it's the night before the test and you're like trying to study. Praying every prayer. Um, <laughs> a pop quiz, <laughs> on the other hand, well, that is a more accurate gauge of whether or not you are prepared. Sure. Are you studying every night, you know, accumulating that knowledge, or are you cramming the night before? Yeah. And that only happens because you know the date. You know when that test is going to be, so you know that you have that extra time to bide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the truth. And there's a reason I believe, and that's a perfect example, wow, you know, why he doesn't tell us, because I think he knows us. Like, we do very <laughs> well <laughs> at saying, okay, Jesus is coming 2022. <laughs> We'll say, I, let me get all this other. You know, let me get all this stuff out, out the way. Um, and it's so deep because this message is lodged between two unknown realities. We don't know when he's going to come, and we don't know if we'll be alive when he comes. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we really bank on, man, if I just had the date of his coming, then I could just do what I want. But it's like, well, even if you knew, let's just say hypothetically, theoretically, he did say in Scripture, this is when I'm coming. You know, there's no guarantee that we'd be alive or around, you know. And so if for whatever reason... He were to send right now the date of his coming. For some, that would be like, oh, great. He's coming in three years. Bet. But if it were 300 years from now, I think we'd all be like, oh, man, like, <laughs> I'm not going to be here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so even if he did, he was like, you know, it's just best that no one knows. But everyone can be prepared. Mm -hmm. yeah. Isn't there a verse, help me, isn't there a verse that says um, pretty much when you die, that's when the second coming, like, that's it. The second coming is whenever you die, not necessarily oh, because you the know, next thing you're going to yeah, see when you open the and You, you don't realize yeah. the time going by. So are we saying that it kind of doesn't matter when he's coming? Well, what do you mean that by it doesn't matter? It doesn't, it doesn't matter what date it happens to be. It doesn't matter if it's five days from now or mm -hmm. five years from now or five centuries from mm -hmm. now. Well, maybe does I can... it matter or not? It does matter. I mean, it it still... matters. I, I think that it matters in terms of the actual happening of it. But you're talking about knowing the time? Yeah, not, not that it matters if it happens. Okay. Does it matter when, when, this when question. When people ask me when, I kind of just want to tell them when you die. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. This whole mystery, people are, are so focused on the mystery right. that they're missing the point of actually getting ready. So is that maybe that's the focus of what Jesus is saying. It's like you can be so date-oriented that you miss, again, 23. Mm. You miss the heart orientation, which is if I told you, it might not have the kind of bearing on your life that you think knowing would have. I mean, perfect school illustration again. 
being prepared for school isn't just being prepared for the tests you know are coming, but you know really how prepared you are when that pop quiz comes. Um, the biblical illustration is if you knew a thief was coming to your house, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you wouldn't leave your doors unlocked, stuff right. all accessible, you'd hide your jewels. But you don't know when the thief is coming. So still Always secure your house. Yeah. Still make point. sure you hide. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, it's not enough just to do the heightened preparation based on what you know, but the true maturation comes when it's like, you know, I don't know when, but I'm going to, I'm going to stay ready. Okay. I think you're right. I was, I was just thinking about it. I don't think it matters when it happens. Like the point of the matter is that it's going to happen. I think a lot of people do get hung up on the whole idea of persecution and 24 and, you know, the natural disasters and the false prophets and this and that, you know, thinking, oh man, we're going to experience this. We need to be ready for that. Wow. I think, no, no, you need to be ready for more than that. And so you shouldn't be so hung up on the actual last day events you should be more hung up on what they represent and how you like what you are doing to be ready for them. Mm -hmm. So some people may not even go through the last day mm. events. That's what I mean. So like mm. the people that have already died, to them it's irrelevant if they're experiencing wow. those twenty four the twenty chapter twenty four uh, prophecies and things that are going to happen because they're already dead. All mm. they're going to witness is that second coming. So for them, wow. they're for like the people that have passed. It's really just 23 that they should have paid it, or I guess in their lives paid, were paying right. attention to. So you can have a last day character even without experiencing last right. day events. Exactly. You need a last day character. You oh, need man. the last day character. Or, for, or whatever <laughs> you die. Regardless or. of so you. Then what we're getting ready for is not the last day. Correct. We're getting ready for the coming. Correct. We're getting ready for the person. Wow. Not for. Survive because that's the backpack with all I the survival so. so <laughs> nervous and scared. They want the second coming because they want to know if they'll avoid the last, you know, right. persecution. That's yeah. what I think. Also, why people always like, when is Jesus coming? I don't want to have to deal with being arrested and going through all that, you know, the Sunday law. Yeah. So I think maybe stuff. that could be another yeah. reason why people are always like, oh, I hope he comes now, and yeah. they get so caught up in that they want to know, like, oh, no, and that's it, the reason know? why I brought it up because it 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 worries me when I see so much fear and anxiety, when, mm. the, yeah. when the Bible says the person who fears is not made perfect in love, mm. and God is love. So then it's like, what exactly are we telling people they need mm. to be prepared for? The church of, uh, the body of Christ, mm. we're sending the, the wrong message a lot of the times. Because I've even seen video series and seminars and all these like book series, and it's like, what you need to know to survive. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, are, is that what we're trying to do, survive the mm -hmm. end? Or are we trying to be ready to go home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's an admixture. Growing up in Florida, we knew seasonally um, hurricanes were going to come. It wasn't a matter of if, it was just when. Mm -hmm. You didn't always know the exact date or time. Meteorologists would do their best to forecast the strength or whatnot. And as a Floridian, you know, you kind of, it's par for the course. So you know around this mm -hmm. time, go to the store, get, your, get a bunch of water, cover your flowers, your crops, if you're a farmer, windows. board your windows, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but all of these things were means to an end. And, and knowing that it was going to come, even though know, the specifics, you know, kind of motivated you to some end. But the goal wasn't just to board the windows. The goal wasn't just to get a whole bunch of water. The goal, the goal was to weather the storm, you know, to endure until it was completed. Over. You know, there was something beyond the kinds mm -hmm. of preparatory um, advice that came. And I think this is what, you know, sometimes can happen 
Jesus says, in response to a question, you know, how's it going to be? Okay, here's how it's going to be. Here's some stuff. But it's really very broad what he says. This is what's going to happen. People are going to come in my name saying that they're me. You know, be careful about those things. Um, you know, you don't know when it's going to happen. Very broad strokes. But his point is, you know, listen, it's going to get so bad, guys, that you're going to feel like giving up. Love of many is going to grow cold, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But this is what I want you to focus on. And then he goes into 25 and, you know, other parables that we know, the parable of the virgins, et cetera, et cetera, which is when you have a relationship with me, that really becomes your anchor through the storms that will come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if you try to face these things without me, they will, not if, you know, they're, they're that strong, that they'll deceive even the elect. But those who are lost in me, caught up with me, they, then I think that, um, that's how you weather the storm. But so if we don't know, if there's no way to know when he's coming, mm -hmm. how do we know when we're ready? That's a great question. Like, can you stand up right now and raise your hand mm -hmm. and say, I am ready. I'm, I'm ready. I know I'm ready. I'm no, confident that I'm ready. But we know what it takes to be ready. Mm -hmm. And because of God's grace, I think we can, get, we can get to a point where we feel okay. I feel like. And if whatever happens, then, you know. Yeah, we'll like we ready. have. we have. I know there's no way you can be perfectly mm -hmm. You know. We have we have the goal, like we have, I guess, so we have the warning, which is these are the last day events. But we also have instruction saying, well, if you want to be able to, if you weather the storm, you know, and if the whole getting to heaven idea, you need to have a Christ-like character. That is our goal. Yes, it is achievable here on earth, but with his help. Mm -hmm. So once you have that Christ-like character, he, uh, I mean... It doesn't have to be here on earth, but once you have, you've, you've achieved that perfect character that's Christ-like, that is when you are quote-unquote ready. Um, and then I feel some of the people get a little bit, I guess, nervous. Well, am I going to get to heaven? Well, am I going to do this? I'm not perfect now. I know I'm not. Nobody is. But it's with like that constant um, relationship with God that we try and uh, adopt His teachings. We try and, and put into practice His examples that he gave us to be more Christ-like and be ready, mm -hmm. that is, I, get, I think, our goal in terms mm -hmm. of what we're trying to work for. And I think there's a biblical example of one who, who knew in his heart of hearts, he could raise his hand and stand up and say, for sure, not looking into himself. I'd like to read it. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. And then I'll go over to 2 Timothy chapter 4. So this is Paul, and he's talking to his mentee. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, he says, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. And then in chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not only to me, not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So Paul seems to be hinting at this He's idea. Very confident. Very clear, very confident. <laughs> like, not mincing words. I know, I know the going. one that I've trusted my life to. Yeah. I know that he's able to keep me. I'm about to die before his coming, you know, but I'm good. And I know that there's a crown with my name on it. And he's not selfish saying, and anybody who's looking forward to his appearing can have this confidence right now. So I do believe that we are all able in Christ to say, my hand's raised, I'm standing up, I'm ready. Mm. 
whichever comes first, my death or his coming. That's a good point. And I he think would, that's oh, what we all need. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Rock, paper, sorry. scissors. <laughs> go ahead. And I was just going to say real quick, I think that's also what we're, a lot of us lack. Even me, I don't have that confidence. Mm. I feel like I'll never be ready. But then you realize because of God's grace and he sees that you're doing your best to be the, a better person. Sure. And, you know, when that time comes or if you die, at least you, you did the best you could to have a better relationship with God and do what you could to have that Christ-like character. It's It's yeah, not up so. to us to be mm -hmm. as prepared as possible. Yeah, so and, do and what the best you can and yeah, be confident and just like... What yeah. were you going to say, Gina? And I think... <laughs> oh, sorry. But with him, he was nervous and he wasn't, you know, constantly thinking about that and, and kind of like with you when, or with us, when we take our tests and we're like, oh gosh, the test is tomorrow and it's going to be this and I'm nervous and I'm scared. And no, because if you were prepared and, you're st and you've studied and you've, you know, done what's expected of you, you have that calm and you're mm. like, okay, take, let's take the test, you know, bring it on. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried. And this, this, um, the way that he's being so confident, it, it kind of shows, or I, I guess, makes it apparent that he wasn't nervous. He wasn't worried about, you know, the earthquakes and the this because he knew he was ready. Like, he was he was done. <laughs> yeah, That's a great example. And he had a very... No, go ahead. That's a great example, yeah. No, I was going to say, he had a very um, clear self-understanding. You know, he often almost self-depreciates himself. I mean, he says in a very strong way, I'm the worst of sinners. Mm -hmm. You know, but, hey, God's grace is made for people like me. So I don't think Paul is being haughty or arrogant you know, overestimating himself, he's saying, really, when I look at how grace works, this is, this is what gives me confidence. His grace is sufficient for me. Therefore, I can say, hey, I will be ready when he comes. What does it mean um, he is able to keep what I have committed to him? What do you, what do you think that means? I think of it as, um, to use a modern, you know, he might be using uh, financial institution language. Um, the banks were not what they were, what they are now. They weren't that then. But, you know, as you can imagine, they didn't have a system of checks and balances that were as advanced as we do now. Mm -hmm. So sometimes your funds could, like, get lost, <laughs> you know, if you didn't trust in somebody else. Um, really? Where's my money? Uh, uh -huh. I'm sorry, you know. We just don't have it. We just don't have Oops. it, you know, and it's not like, <laughs> you know, so, so, but he's like, but Christ will always have a record of me. And when mm -hmm. I put things and invest in him, my life meaning, he's not going to lose track. And he who begun a good work in me will finish it until the day, Philippians 1, 6. So um, I think that's kind of what he's getting at there. And we're not saved by works, yeah. you know? Thank God for that, because if that was the point, then I can't we, account for myself. I'd be very nervous about yeah. the last few months. Then you keep track of that. Exactly. So <laughs> Am I ready? Praise God hey, for yeah. have I done enough grace. works? Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. And then so, it's more of a chore. You're not yeah. doing it because you exactly. want to. Mm. So a better question might be, are you invested? Wow. Yes. Are you committed? That's true. Right? Yes. I'm excited now. I have a positive I feeling. Also, I feel a lot more better. This was good. About Christ's second coming. Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for this discussion. I really feel good about it. I thank you for just being always ready with the, with the Bible verses and, and your memories and wanting uh, to share with everybody. Um, we thank you also for joining us. Um, if you would like to have more information, you can go to www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, dot org. Thanks. We'll see you next time.